reading from the book of Revelation, chapter 3, beginning to read at verse 14, down to verse 22. To the angel of the church in Laodicea, write, These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You say I am rich, I have acquired wealth, and do not need anything. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and serve to put on your eyes so you can see those whom I love I rebuke and discipline so be earnest and repent. Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and there with me. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Our gracious God, the hour has come. I decree that you may increase in me. Come, Holy Spirit, the greatest teacher. Come and give us understanding and wisdom to interpret your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever made a cup of tea and kept it on the table? You forgot about it and carry on doing other things. The next time you remember it, you go to get your cup of tea and you discovered it has turned lukewarm or cold. Can I ask you what you did with a cup of tea? Pour it away and make a fresh one. Or drink it like that. I'm sure most of you will go for the first option. No one likes to drink a cup of tea that does not taste right, isn't it? With this description in mind, you can begin to understand what we just read in our Bible reading today. In Revelation chapter 2 and 3, Jesus shares 
very serious words of eternal truth with his church. I strongly believe that these seven churches admonished here represent more than just the seven churches in Asia Minor. Today we are going to look at the seventh church, the church of Laodicea. This church represents the last part of the church age. The church in Laodicea is the church with an unconscious need, like all the cities in Asia Minor. Laodicea lived under Roman government. However, they were different because they were rich. The cities whose success occurred in AD 17 when a huge earthquake hit the region, destroying cities. Rome reached out to help, but Laodicea Church said, Thanks, but no thanks. We can rebuild it. We're okay. We're fine. We can handle it by ourselves. And they did. It is nice when you are financially secure. Needs arise and you are fine. You have the resources to take care of things. But Jesus teaches that with great resources comes with great responsibility. We can begin to depend on resources instead of depending on God. Choosing our priorities over God is always disastrous. Now let us look at how Jesus introduces himself to this church. And I want to encourage you to keep your Bibles handy as we look at this passage together. In verse 14, Jesus introduces himself saying, These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness the ruler of God's creation. He is reminding them that his words and testimony are absolutely accurate and that he is their ruler and authority. His amen, the final say. He is the I am that I am. Jesus went further to condemn the work of Laodicea Church in verse 15. And it says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. In other churches, Jesus shares positive words of commendation first. But not in Laodicea Church. He condemns them straight away making cultural connections they are already aware of. To help you understand why Jesus connected his statement to their culture, we can go back to the history and location of this town. Laodicea was located between the two larger cities, Hierapolis and Colossia. Hierapolis was known for their hot spring. It was believed that the waters had medicinal benefits. However, Colossia had cold waters 
that came from the snow-capped mountains nearby. Ladosia didn't have a water source. They had to pipe it in from a spring miles away. It was so mineral-filled and it tasted bad. And it was piped so far that by the time it reached them, it was lukewarm. Jesus referred this church and says, Spiritually, you are like your water. Lukewarm and disgusting. The word sounds strong, isn't it? However, these words represent our own culture here and now. When I was in Nigeria, I often heard about the Church of England. So when the Lord ordered my steps to serve in England, I was excited that they were the mother of all Anglicans. However, when I came, I saw beautiful cities, beautiful church building, but no people inside. In fact, the shocking part was seeing a church building being sold or torn into pub. It was simply heartbreaking for me. I came to the shocking realization that people in the UK no longer want to go to church. The mighty Church of England I heard about had turned lukewarm. And their leaders sit quietly, watching sinners die in their sin without fighting for God's kingdom. The lukewarmness in churches today is heavy. And until we go back to Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through him. Until we preach the undiluted gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are not ready for his return. Today we have changed the gospel to suit people so that they will not be offended. We want to preach what they want to hear, not what God wants them to hear. Today we do not engage on evangelism. Rather, we reduce our churches to be a place of ceremonies. Now let us explore the three things Jesus condemned about this church. Here Jesus mentioned three spiritual states in the passage. Number one, code. Code in this passage represents the unsaved and the spiritually lost. Those who do not know God or possess new life in Christ, nor have received his forgiveness. They are cold, and they are spiritually dead. Jesus says he would have preferred the Laodicea church being cold than lukewarm. The cold does not know Jesus. 
The code is the reason why Jesus came. Luke chapter 9 verse 10 says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Hallelujah. Then the second point is hot. Hot in this passage are those who know and are committed to following Jesus. They believe in Jesus with all their life. They are on fire for him, radical for Jesus. They talk about him. Jesus desires this for each, every one of us. So the question for us this morning is, will you give him a chance today to come into your life and change everything? Then number three, look warm. Lukewarm are Christians that have lost their vision, their identity in Christ. And values as a child of God. Christians who may no longer preach or defend the truth of the gospel. Do we have them today? Of course we do. They believe in Jesus but the pleasures and comfort of the world have lured them into spiritual slumber. They have become unconsciously backsliding. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 15, Paul speaks of people like this. And he says, if any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. That verse 16 says, So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am going to spit you out of my mouth. The word spit was originally translated to vomit, throw up, to reject with extreme disgust. Then verse 17 says, You say I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need anything. But you do not realize that you were wretched, poor, blind, and naked. Again, in this passage, Jesus makes cultural connection here. The Laodicea church was a rich church. But Jesus says to this church, you are poor. Laodicea was known for a healing I serve. Yet Jesus says to the church, you are blind. They were also known for making test ties or garments. But Jesus tells them, you are naked. This country, United Kingdom, is so blessed that many don't feel a need for God. I have many people saying, I have a good job. Three cars, good house. I don't need God. I don't even want to come to church. Those who go to church are those who have problems. I don't have any problem. I'm okay. Whereas churches... 
in countries that suffer persecution are growing, like Christians in China, North Korea. One ingredient that leads to a lukewarm church is a lack of persecution. If you look at the church in Laodicea, there is no mention of persecution. Do you notice that? They were enjoying life. Very comfortable. We all want God to bless us, protect us, and get us to heaven. But we lack commitment to preach the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ to the entire world. Jesus is seen as someone to serve us and not someone we serve. That is the situation of Laodicea Church. They receive the worst condemnation of all the seven churches. Why? I believe this may be because they allow their wealth and comfort to blind them to their need and the need of their community for Christ. When you lose sight of that, you lose sight of one of the primary reasons Jesus made the church. Jesus further engaged them in verse 18, saying, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your nakedness and serve to put on your eyes so you can see. Notice what they need. They can buy with money in the market. It could only be obtained through Jesus. The gold is faith, refined by fire, which means it must go through the hard process of being purifying through refining fire. Jesus says, you need this. We don't want to be made uncomfortable, isn't it? We don't want to face even minimal persecution. But Jesus says, no. You need faith refined by hardship and sacrifice. Then the second thing they need is the white clothes. These are righteous garments. Jesus wants them clothed in good works, reflecting Jesus and not blending into the culture. Today the culture is creeping into the church. And we are not changing the gospel to suit the culture we are living in today. Isn't it? Not being afraid to share the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. God does not give us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of boldness, confidence to stand and preach the gospel Without fear, the Bible said that we should tread upon the scorpions and pythons and they will not harm us. And perfect love casts out fear. Hallelujah. Then number three, the serve Jesus offers them will heal them from the spiritual blindness 
that is preventing them from seeing the spiritual reality around them. He wants to heal their spiritual eyes so they can see like Jesus sees. But there is hope in verse 19 and 20. And it says, those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Jesus loves them. He calls them to repent. He loves us and he calls us to repent as well. He says in verse 20, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. Not only to just come in, but he will come in and eat with you and he with me. Here in this passage, we could see how serious the lukewarm condition is. It's very dangerous, isn't it? Jesus has been placed on the outside, having to knock on your door. These words were spoken to a church. How many churches today has Jesus been pushed out of? How many? How many Christians today have put Jesus out of their life? I don't need him. I'm okay. I'm fine. I have a good job. Three cows, good house. So what do I need God for? And he's now on the outside, knocking on the door. The door of your heart. The question this morning is, will you let him in? Will you allow Jesus to come into your life to be your Lord and personal Savior? There is hope for you. He wants to enter and share fellowship. He says, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, not if everyone, no, he says, if anyone, if just one person will realize their spiritual bankruptcy apart from him and would hear his knock and open the door, it could be the key to reviving the whole world. The key to revive the Isle of Wight for Jesus. Isle of Wight need Jesus. And I prophesy this morning that God will touch someone who will change the Isle of Wight and the world. Then finally in verse 21 and 22, and it says to him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. In other words, we will share in reigning in his kingdom. Just as I overcame and sat down with my father on his throne, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The church of Laodicea is the last church in Revelation before Jesus reveals the details of his coming judgment. There are so many lessons we can learn 
from this church to help us get ready to meet Jesus. And the word for you this morning to ponder as you go home and to our viewers who are watching online is, are you ready for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ? Are you ready, my brothers and sisters, for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ? He is coming, and he's coming soon. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we thank you again for your word. The Bible says that the entrance of your word brings life. And the word, Bible says that your word will not go out and come back empty-handed. Father, help us to be the doers of your word and not only the hearers. For in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.